Thank you. This is the Monday evening wildcard call presented to you by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. And we welcome you all. And right after this first hour, <clears throat> actually this is a one hour show, simulcast with a conference call. After the hour, so that is at 8 p.m. Pacific, we hang up on the conference call and we go to a different conference call, which is our daily whole planet healing conference call. And BBS will also broadcast that tonight. And they also do that on the Wednesday. They broadcast it also after the questions and answers call. So thank you all for being here. And today it is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Hello, hi. Hello, Wynn. Welcome. Wynn, is that you? Did you say Wynn? I don't know. Yeah, let me look in the mirror and check. Let me look in the mirror and check. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's me. It's me, yes. I confirmed okay. it. I can't see you. I just, you don't usually come in that strong. I don't hear your voice that loud usually. That's why I was surprised to hear, uh -huh. you, hear you. So how so yeah, how's okay. everything? Good. How was Terry today? Listen, we're, we're public right now. We're talking to all these people. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How can, how can we have this kind of conversation, right? I don't know. I don't know. We're not supposed to do that. I know that. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Be guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's get started, okay? All right, then. I'm going to do a, a replay. Tonight. Okay. Okay. Mm. Welcome, Dharmananda. Mm. We're about to kick off. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Muted. This is May 23rd. Here we go. The recording has started. This is May 23rd, 2022. When in Sedona, and on Monday nights, it's kind of a wild card night, and uh, I'm pretty tired today. Sometimes after our Sunday calls, which are two-hour calls, it's amazing. It doesn't feel like I'm getting tired, but afterwards, I'm really tired, and uh, so I'm going to do a replay, and I think this might have been one of our epic calls back in 2015, and it's titled The Anunnaki, hang on a second, The Anunnaki, the Elohim, oh, Anunnaki, Egypt, and Jesus. And uh, it might have been one of the first calls I did on that 
topic. And as I was learning about this and I was asking our sources questions about it, it just kind of blew my mind. And uh, so I'm going to do a replay. I think this is that call. So we'll see. And hang on. How do I play it? I hit this button right here. All right. This is uh, April 13th, 2015. Wynn and Terry in Sedona. Highs in Megalia. All of you, wherever you are, and Brad from Los Angeles who thinks we're a bunch of drunks. Okay? <laughs> I don't know if that's not true, Brad. But you know what? What, what, what? What's happened is the people that keep coming into our calls kind of all get to feel like they know each other, and they kind of get kind of silly at the beginning of the calls. I didn't encourage that. I'm usually not even there. I usually come in at, at just on the hour or one minute after. So the day I got here a little early, we are recording. And, um, you know, the premise of these calls is that I talk and Terry makes noises on her phone, and then she mutes herself, and she forgets to unmute herself when she's supposed to talk. Is that right, Terry? Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to get a bunch of emails from people telling me that I'm harassing (laughs) you, right? (laughs) (laughs) That happens, you know. Be nice to Terry. You know what? I am nice to Terry, okay? And um, it's like... Very nice to you, Wynn. Is she nice to me? (laughs) She's she's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little bit angry during tax season, though. It's tax season right now. <laughs> yeah. Ben, now you're making noise. Stop it. Are you eating potato chips? No, I'm putting my battery in my in in my phone. Okay. But in any, in any case. What happens on this line is actually not silly. We're silly, but the silliness, what I've learned, this is like, this is like, um, I've been in a fairly unusual experience. And the experience has been that I have been having these conversations with these, what identifies themselves as group souls in other dimensions. We've asked them a lot of questions. A lot of times we talk to them live on these calls. And I tell people not to believe they are who they say they are, but to check it out. And there's two amazing things about the intelligence that we talk to. And one of them is they have information about things that cannot be figured out on the human side of the veil here. And so we've asked them numerous questions, and they have answered questions on big things and the most little things, like, um, you know, when people have hang-ups, 
or problems or dilemmas or issues or whatever, they often they ask them on our Wednesday calls, and our sources answer them. And um, you have to decide yourself by listening if it's if it if it's meeting my hype, where I say it's really wise, it's really loving, and uh, and it seems like when when you ask a question, um, oftentimes people that ask a question have the experience that they tuned into them personally, and they gave an answer that fit them. In a in a rather um, good fit, you know, because you know, oftentimes when people ask questions and you get answers, I mean, I would say, well, could that answer fit everybody? Sometimes they could, but oftentimes it's very specific. And then the other thing they do is they can project energy into the space, and you just imagine that they're real; they exist way out there. <laughs> <laughs> and but they also exist right here. They are um they say they created the universe and they say they have the key to the matrix of the universe. They say they can you know, make a person feel love a sense of love from another dimension. And an awful lot of people are having that experience. So I'm a skeptic, and so I think anyone checking us out should be a skeptic, and just to see in case that is real, because that's a really valuable thing to experience in your life, to feel a sense of loving um, without a human present. And uh, and then um, it's hard to explain. You know, it's like you have to experience it. But be skeptical, because. Um, but I'm not getting out of this. With, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this, other than the pleasure of making contributions to other people's lives. We don't charge for these calls. Um, we have our book. We don't charge for. Occasionally, we charge a small amount for something. Occasionally, I'll sell a product to help support all the other things we're doing. But the the essence of the work is available to anyone who shows up and you know, you and does their own distinction. There's nothing you have to believe in um to be here. So this evening, if you saw my email blast, first of all, today's the last tomorrow if I do another blast tomorrow which I'm not scheduled to do, but I might do it. We are, there's a chance to, last chance to um, make a donation for flowers for Carla. Now, you know, this is, if you read today's email, I was thinking how unusual this is because, you know, Carla has passed away. She's not in a physical body. And um, Brad, I'll just tell you that Carla is one of the regular participants in our call. Calls is also a channel, and uh, she's done things that have really made a big contribution to this realm. And in fact, if it wasn't for her work, which happened in 1981 to 83, her major work, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. David Wilk 
David Wilcock wouldn't be doing what he's doing. And Carla resonated with us and has been a regular participant on our Wednesday calls. And she passed on April 1st. And she's a lot of people Sunday that call. love her on her Sunday call. She passed. Right. And um, now, I don't go around looking to talk to dead people, deceased people, a politically correct way of saying it, okay? But on a, on Terry happens to be a channel, and she's the person that brings through the Elohim, the Ra'an group, and we're not going to do it tonight. I was, but she said she's tired, so we're going to put put it off till she finishes her taxes. And But she not only can bring in higher dimensions, oftentimes, as anyone who's been on the call for a while has seen that sometimes somebody that's deceased will give a message to someone through Terry. Now, I don't encourage that. I don't look for it. In fact, I won't, if, if, if the demand got too high, I might say, stop it, okay? We're not going to do that anymore. But it's been very healing for people, and it's been really helpful for the persons on the other side to, to connect with someone down here, and sometimes it brings a greater degree of completion. And, you know, when that started happening, even I was um, skeptical. Are they really who they say they are? Is that really the deceased soul speaking to us? Terry, you're making noise. Oh, sorry. I've got to stay on top of you. Go ahead. So, um, Carla has, I would say, the right word to describe Carla is beloved. And she has been, I mean, she is a sweetheart. She is beautiful. And um, people that, are, that have been on our calls regularly love her. She's much more lovable than I am, I can say. <laughs> and um, and so last Monday, was it last Monday, Heist, um Terry comes on the call and she says she has a surprise for us. And Carla is suddenly, or let's just say a voice that says it's Carla, is suddenly addressing our group. And according to that call, Carla is hanging around this realm and she's um, hanging around, particularly around the house where she lives and her husband. And she's anticipating her funeral. And she's going to be coming to her funeral. And no one's going to know it. Maybe her husband will, but that, that's the way it works. People, uh, I, I know that's a pretty common phenomena that somebody passes this realm and then they attend their own funeral but nobody knows they're there. And Carla has announced she's going to be there and greeting everybody. And she's not going to say hello to them, but she's going to send energy to people so that people can feel her. And her husband tells me she loves flowers. In fact, I remember one time she was on the call and her husband had given her some red roses and she would felt so good about that, okay? So, where's the... Yellow roses. Yellow roses, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have somebody to correct me here. Good. Um, 
So we're going to be sending her some some flowers and probably quite a few because we raised about four hundred dollars. And um, and who knows, she might come back here and tell us how much she liked them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so don't miss out. Donate a little bit, even a couple bucks. So if that happens, you're ready. I'm not saying it will. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to look for it. But things have a way of happening that are fairly unpredictable. And Carla does love our group. So um, she may come back. All right. And that was on today's email. You can donate anything you want, dollar, $2, $50, you know. But if you've loved Carla and you think it's possible she's going to appreciate these flowers, you can even send a comment, which we will um, put a booklet of all the, the uh, emails people sent me and get them there, okay? So that they're there at the funeral. So if people say things, um, somebody can read them. Okay, so now, on with the call for tonight. I said I was going to bring up some new information about the whole Anunnaki Egypt Jesus thing. And, you know, we've done some really breakthrough calls in the past on this topic. Breakthrough, stuff that we're putting stuff together that I don't believe has ever been put together in this realm before. And it might be wrong. Maybe I might be making a mistake somewhere along the line. I'm willing to be open to that. But um, I might be right. And you can decide because you'll see how I put stuff together. Okay? Like, who is Jesus? Where did Jesus come from? Well, one of the things that I had three fairly good pieces of evidence for is that Jesus was connected to the Ra group. And it was part of the plan of the Ra group to attempt to lift this, the vibration of this realm. And of course, the Ra group is the group soul that was talking through Edgar Casey, talking through David Wilcock, talking to the Egyptian pharaoh Akhenaten, according to Carla Rucker, and made an intervention on an early life of Edgar Casey. 10,500 B.C. So, um, how do I come to the conclusion that the Ra group was connected to Jesus? So I'll give you all the points. The first point that came to me was in the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, in one of the channelings that David was doing, there was just one sentence and I read that sentence, and I said, wonder what they mean by this. And so, the paraphrase of the sentence goes, uh, you know, Christianity was our religion, but we don't often speak in those terms any, anymore because of the way it got distorted by religion, by the church, okay? Now they said, Christianity was our religion. What does that mean? What do they mean by being... Our religion sounds like they had something to do with it. Now, they never talked about it any further, just that one sentence leaked through. 
And then Edgar Casey, he had a, he obviously had a voice talking to him that was able to do all these things. And he, his voice never really said who they were. And he thought it was Christ. Now, Edgar Casey was religious. It's very interesting how religious people, people who are Christians, get connected with this stuff, and they still are Christians. The see I take is it's the same energy. Carla Rucker, who we do be talking about, who passed. Carla Rucker um, went to church a good portion of her life. And then she started channeling raw. And you know what? She never made the connection of raw connecting to Jesus. But she really adored Jesus. She would have said, Jesus is my personal guy. And then she could channel the raw group with no compromise. Normally, if somebody's a Christian and they get exposed to channeling, they will either think it's demonic, or they'll do a different take on their Christianity. But both Carla and Edgar Casey were both Christians, and they both were channeling Ra. And, you know, now Ra is not official for Edgar Casey, but it's obvious to me that's who he was channeling. And then myself, I have two women who have been in my life channels, and then with Daphne, in early on, I asked the question, when Jesus said, Father, who was speaking through him? And the answer was, the raw group. And then that same information came through Terry. And then there's this book, Voyagers was a very obscure book and very hard to understand, but in one section, they said in that book that the rock group was responsible, the rock confederacy is what they called them, was responsible for removing the seals from the chakras or helping a person do that so they could ascend into the higher realms. Okay? Then they said in... Religion, this was often referred to as Judgment Day, but it really wasn't judgment. It was just that they were protecting the higher realms so that only those beings who were honoring the law of one could ascend or get there, okay? And so now, again, talking about ascending, talking about harvesting, talking about... um graduating this realm, and the rock group is the main player in that in that book, it all starts to fit together. Rah has something to do with Jesus. But let's look at the long story now. Why, how does Ra work? How does the Elohim work? And what's the track line to bring this together? Well, we did a bunch of calls on this. And I'm pretty sure there's enough backup to what I'm going to say that it's true. And 
Um, I'm not going to give all the backup, but there was this civilization in Samaria. Samaria, I believe, is Iraq or Iran now, in that area. And it is the oldest civilization of recorded history. And there was a Jewish scholar by the name of Zacharias Sitchin that supposedly translated Sumerian tablets and came out with a number of books on it. And he was saying that he was finding that the Sumerians, there, there, was, a, there was an alien ET race that landed here to do gold mining, and their bodies were not suitable for physical labor in this realm. So they genetically engineered a new breed of beings that were a cross between their DNA and Neanderthal man DNA, or ape DNA, one or the other. But in any case, uh, there were two brothers on, the, uh, on this ET crew, and the two brothers were at odds with each other. One brother wanted to create these new beings, i.e. us, humans, wanted to create them so um, they could breed, so they could have children. And the other brother didn't. And there was a, a planetary edict about not messing with the evolution of a planet. So putting on a slave that didn't continue was okay. But putting on a being that would have babies, and they would have babies, was not okay. Because now you're changing the evolutionary path of the planet. So the one that wanted to breed the humans, or let them breed, um, won. But there was a fight that ensued. And um, there were these, the, the humans started breeding like crazy, having children like crazy, in the Middle East. And um, the Anunnaki, the space guys, were acting as gods for these humans. And they were um, vying for position that each have their city. And they would fight with each other. And they'd each announce they were the only God. And there's a lot of indication that the gods of the Old Testament were actually the spacemen, the Anunnaki. And, um, and the, if you, you know, one, one, one call we did that was very interesting was Michael Tellinger who wrote a book about this called Slave Species of the, the Gods, was talking about how the Old Testament God is such a horrible being in most cases. In other words, if I read all the quotes, I don't remember them, but, you know, it was telling people to cut off their arm if they steal something from you, pound, take their eyes out. If someone has sheets on his wife, cut his penis off. I don't remember all the things, but it was like horrible. And, you know, when I read it, I said, 
hey, who is talking here? It doesn't sound like God to me. It doesn't sound like a loving God. And, uh, of course, in the Old Testament, it was the God of fear. And, in fact, things like Sodom and Gomorrah, you never heard me say this, was the one brother nuking a city. And they did. They nuked some cities. And that was scaring the hell out of the people. So they're getting the people to cooperate and do what they said. And um, so now we have Jesus. We have the Anunnaki. Even the Egyptians were under the spell of the Anunnaki. And the gods of the Egyptians, my take, were Anunnaki. Would you ever ask yourself why the Old Testament has all these different names for God? There's Yahweh, there's Jehovah, um, Adonai, and there's, there's more. But why? I mean, if there's only one God, why does he need three names? It's because there wasn't one God. There was a bunch of Anunnaki all trying to be the God of their township and most cases wanting to expand from that position to owning more, okay? And um, now, let's go back and look at Ra a second. I'm just putting in little puzzle pieces here. We look at the Ra group. The Ra group says they are a group soul made up of individual souls like yours and mine that graduated this realm. And they came together to form a group because there was more power in a group and they wanted to um, evolve planetary populations who were at lower levels. So you get that? Here we are, you and I, we are, we are a planetary population at a lower level, right? And uh, someday, after many lifetimes, depending on our own paths, there's a good chance we'll go back to the raw group and start working on it from the other side. And in fact, the raw group says there's 100 million people on our planet who are from their group that volunteered to come back here to help lift the vibration here because there was so much negativity. And another thing the Rod Group said is 90 million of those people that came back got lost once they came back. They didn't remember their true mission. So only 10% are actually doing something that's effective. Many people that discover our group are from those, 10, those 100 million raw souls that volunteered come back. And usually, if you're one of those people that feels alienated, if you feel uh, misunderstood, if you're bored with what most people are interested in, and uh, um, you have understanding of people, but they don't understand you, and um, there's all these symptoms of being uh, from the rock group, which they call a wanderer, 
And um, many people in this realm, actually many of the people that discover our work and keep coming to calls, usually fit into that description as wanderers, beings from the rock rope who came to this realm to be of service. And once they're here, it's, duh, where am I? <laughs> and, and you know, they try to grow up in the reality systems here, and um, but they're coming in from a bigger reality system. So when you come in from a bigger reality system and you try to um, compress yourself into a smaller reality system, your energy is like popping out all over the place. And it's my take. That's why people get ADD and other things because their 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 high selves are protecting them from um, getting caught in the reality systems here. And so, you know, now we have the Anunnaki vying for control over the humans who are now spreading out, making all these different cities, ancient cities in the Middle East. The Anunnaki are playing God for them. The gods of the Old Testament are the gods of the Anunnaki. I believe lots of indication on that. You can just look that up on Google. You'll see loads of pages. Let's put Anunnaki Old Testament. And, uh, and, you know, if you recall in the Old Testament, it always talks about an angel appearing in a pillar of fire. What's uh, a, a pillar of fire? to UFO, right? So um, it explains what seems to be some of the miraculous phenomena that's in the Old Testament. Okay, now, I want to go back and do another little point here. And we're going to go back to the rock group, and we're going to go back half a million years. And half a million years ago, there was a planet in our solar system called Maldek. And this is according to the raw channelings of Carla Rucker. And Maldek blew itself up and was totally destroyed in a nuclear waste. And the beings on Maldek, when you die in a nuclear explosion, you end up in a tangled mass of fear. That's how it's described. So now the people of the rock rope took it upon itself to try to untangle all the planetary population on Maldek. We might be talking about a few billion people. Um, I've actually got it in my works to do a call just on Maldek and learn more about Maldek and what it was like before it blew itself up. So, Ra is untangling these Maldekian souls, and they're trying to figure out what to do with them. And they look down on Earth, and they see, oh, look, there's that Anunnaki group. They're making lots of bodies there. You know, they're having lots of babies. Let's take the Maldekian souls and um, engineer it so they can occupy the Anunnaki babies 
And um, that will give them a new venue to grow in. And that's what... I, now, no one has ever said that but me. Uh, when I read the raw material, and I'll have to go back, maybe it's somewhere in the way it said, we brought the Malbecian souls to Earth and connected them to the available bodies. That's what I recall reading. But what were the available bodies, in my opinion, it was the Anunnaki. So the raw group has kind of got a vested interest in the evolution of these tangled souls. So now let's look at look the raw from the raw group's point of view, they're seeing um, the Anunnaki enslaved people, they're seeing them nuke people, and it seems to me that this is their baby, the raw group's baby, so to speak. So now the raw group says, how do we fix this? Now, we're connecting the raw group to Jesus, and that the raw group gave all the indications of the things that I had uncovered connecting the raw group to Jesus. And one of, one of the things I didn't mention is the wisdom and the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, the overview wisdom of the universe and the lovingness in those channelings. And the raw group was attempting to impact our planet. And what they did was they worked with Edgar Casey, established a lot of credibility, and then they planned to bring him in again, which they did. But it, it was... David didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be a public channel. And uh, so... That's when I had my experience, and I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but it's certainly awkward and weird that I'm writing this book, and suddenly they start coming to me through two personal relationships. So many of us might be part of the Malbecians who came in and were trying to unfragment our souls. That's what, that's what I was going to do a session on. I want to ask that. Because I want to ask what percentage of the people paying attention to my work have a fragmented souls, which means we have to shut. Um, uh-oh, went, went to a blank. I'll be back. Hang on a second. Many of the people have fragmented souls. Some of the people do, and we want to learn. Some people talk about some people are emailing me recently about the idea of soul retrieval, where your soul is fragmented. And, you know, we want to do a session to see if part of the reason for that is being part of the Maldekian group that caught up, got caught up in that explosion. So now let's go back to the Old Testament. We have all these Anunnaki vying for God, Godship, and control. Now, here is the new piece of information. Where did the idea of Messiah come from? 
Okay, in the Old Testament, there were all kinds of innuendos and predictions that there was going to be a Messiah coming. Now, if the gods in the Old Testament were all crooked, so to speak, or most of them crooked, uh, where is this prophecy coming from? Well, I was thinking originally, maybe the raw group was coming through in between all the other stuff and trying to arrange this. But then I was thinking, you know, it's, it's, would it really be the raw group's style to create a Messiah? Because the premise, the cosmology of the Ra group is the law of one, and that there's no hierarchy. And just the word Messiah creates the implication of a hierarchy, and the Son of God creates an implication of a hierarchy. The idea is not to get you and I to give up our power. We're not supposed to give up our power to some God and, and, and to God's will. We're supposed to be learning how to be empowered. And if, if God had a will that he was going to express, it would be, be all you can be and love each other. And don't hurt each other. And that's it. You know, God doesn't want to be an authority. But even using the word God, it's like maybe a misnomer because um, in, the, in the absolute sense, it seems to me that God, in the traditional Western way of looking at God, thinking there's a, a being up there that is just looking down on us, that created everything and can do whatever he wants, is not actually accurate. And the, the position of God is by and large played by these two group souls, the Elohim group soul and the Ra group. And when I asked the Elohim directly, do you like to be worshipped? They said, no. They said, essentially, they were part of us, and we were part of them. They're just a higher aspect of us, and we're a lower aspect of them. And that the best way of relating is like they're our brother in a higher level. And, you know, as I read the story of the creation of the universe, it's pretty obvious to me. The Elohim didn't want to control everything. They wanted everything to grow by its own impetus, and that the interactions between the beings theoretically would cause the growth. So now um, we have all of these prophecies coming through the Old Testament period, and it doesn't seem like Ra would be prophesizing a Messiah. But the Anunnaki could very easily be uh, prophesizing the Messiah. And one of the more powerful Anunnaki could be creating a stage so that 
they could have one prophet control everything, be in charge of everything. And so here's here's my premise. You know, Michael Challenger, who's an expert on this, said that, and so did Sasha. Sasha, I forget his last name, he was on our call, who studied with Zachariah Sitchin, said that. And so now we have this whole preparation for the Messiah, the birth of Jesus, but it's an Anunnaki preparation designed to be more, have more control of everything. Perhaps it was one of the more powerful God forms, like Enlil, who was engineering the coming of Jesus. And my take on this is that the soul that came in for their Messiah was either a member of the Rod group or started communicating with the Rod group. Surprise! He's not going to follow the party line. He is going to work to liberate people, not to further enslave them. And so he does his Jesus ministry, and, you know, he's working with the higher realms. He's doing miracles, and the Rod Roof is helping. And he shifted his alliances, that he was, he was born into the alliance, to be born into the Anunnaki projection, and he didn't fulfill it. And maybe that's why he got killed, and maybe that's why the negative quickly came in after his death and took over the church and took over Jesus as someone they could use to control people because his life was so impactful. And those of you that have been on our line regularly heard heard our conversations with Terry Friedman. And Terry really <laughs> and when the energy gets high, then uh, the phone line drops out. So let's wait for Wynn to come back. Terry Brown, will you please check on on uh, on Wynn that he knows that he dropped out? Okay, I'm back. Oh, Terry Brown. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Um, Terry Friedman has memories of walking around with Jesus. And anyone who's heard him on our calls or read his book knows that he makes a really good case to having actually been with Jesus. Now, Terry Friedman is not a devotee of our work. Um, he's not aware of the rock group. Well, he's heard me talk about it. He's heard us talk about it online, but he hasn't integrated it into his consciousness. He... He's not even sure about the Elohim group, but his memories of being with Jesus are impeccable, and his work has extremely high frequency attached to it. 
And so I've got, you know, you guys maybe don't know it, but every time Terry is on the calls, I always sneak in a question. And, um, and the answers from Terry have amazed me. Like one of them was, uh, when Jesus knew he was going to be leaving this realm, um, he, he told his disciples, don't start a church. Um, go two by two and minister to the people. And, and there's the famous saying in the, um, in the Bible, on this rock I build my church where Jesus seems to be um, um, create, you know, getting Peter to start a church. Now, Terry Friedman said Jesus never said that. That never came through Jesus, and it, it was something the negative used because they wanted to quickly start a church because Jesus had gotten popular, so popular amongst the people. And so that was one of the things. Another thing that was very interesting that I picked up had to do with Judas. And in Carla Ruckert's raw material, now in her material, they never said what I'm saying. They never connected the raw group up with Jesus. And they couldn't because Carla was going to church every Sunday. How could she reconcile that? Would have been too much. But they did, they asked about Judas, and they said that um, Judas knew he was going to betray Jesus, but so did Jesus. It was part of an inner plan, and Judas was really not a bad guy. And so when I asked Terry Friedman about this, he said exactly the same thing. Another thing that he said was Jesus told his disciples when they would be going into a town, they were going to be doing some work with the people in the town. He said, don't tell them I'm the Messiah. <laughs> I just want to be a regular guy. So that sounds like the rock group, okay? So it seems to me that Jesus was forced into this role of being a Messiah, and then he probably did a better job of it than any anyone else ever could have. And maybe he was a Messiah in, in the highest sense of the word. But my take is that Messiah aspect of Jesus just could have been part of an Anunnaki plan to get the ultimate God in this realm and um, have everyone give up their power. You know, they're still running that plan in the sense that one of the plans that I've read that I think is true is that um, they want to bring the world to its knees economically, by war, whichever way, so everyone is really desperate. And then they want to have spaceships land so people will give up their power to these ETs who are going to save us. But they're not going to save us. They'll look like they're saving us. They might even do some miracles. But their whole deal is to get us to capitulate to them energetically. 
And there's a whole plan to take over this planet by ETs. But that's where the negative works. Um, they don't. They know about karma, so they attempt to get people to free willingly surrender, even with trickery, so they get their way. And so it would make sense that they would do that with Jesus, and they'd start a church. Even though Jesus said, don't start a church, he probably knew exactly what was going on. And he was playing it out, but he switched allegiances. Um, he was no longer under the Anunnaki control, and uh, he was under the Ra group, who was working through him in order to continue the evolution of the souls from Maldek that had come to this planet. Now, if that sounds far out, it really is. But um, it's not as far out as God sending his only son into heaven. I hope I don't get anybody mad at me for saying this, but who is God sending his son into this realm? What is God? If God is um, the Elohim and the Ra group are the closest we have to God, and that they do answer prayers, and they do answer calls, and if somebody says God with a pure heart, they will answer it. They can answer it. And, and we talk to them all the time on Sundays. So if you're new on the call, and this is blowing your mind, don't believe a word of it. Just come Sunday. We don't usually get this esoteric. But I just wanted to put out my thoughts on how this could be and how it could work why there was a Messiah, why that word was used, and um, and it it makes starts to make a um, a flow in the idea of Jesus, okay, and makes sense. And on that note, I think we're just about finished time wise, and. Um, now, remember, I said, I'm not saying to believe that. Maybe I shouldn't even say it, because if somebody's on the call and has the reverence to Jesus, because even Carla did, then please disregard this call and hold that reverence. I asked a question recently, and the question was, you know, a lot of people believe they have a personal relationship with Jesus. How does that work? How can you have a personal relationship with so many people? And basically they said that Jesus is continuing this work. He's holding the space from the other side. He can operate non-linearly, and there's not a limit to how many people he can work with in this realm to call on him, and that he is answering calls. So what goes around comes around. I'm not taking that away from Jesus by telling this story. And on that note, it's 6.56. I got to take us off from BBS. Thank you all for being here. Um, send money for Carlos Flowers. 100% of what's sent, except for the PayPal charges, are going to go towards that. And it's going to create a huge, beautiful display at the funeral. And Carlos is going to be there 
appreciating it. And and on that note, was that interesting? Oh, yeah. Good. Very. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're not all walking out on me, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no we can take it. Thank you. I mean, it is, it is a touchy area. It's a touchy area because it's sacred to so many people. And um, It still and, is. You know, That's all right. And it still is. It still is. And it still can be because Jesus volunteered. And he he took he serious he took his he took his work seriously enough that uh, um, he's staying in the wings, working with people, and allowing a personal. <laughs> and you're helping. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a change okay. event. Nice. Thank you, well, Wayne. Mate. All I can think of is the nuns would be proud. (laughs) You know, the teaching nuns I had, they would be very proud to hear all that. Okay. Good job putting it together. Yeah. Thank you, Wynn. Thank you. I'm looking for a good song. Love, everybody. Good night. How's how's Dr. Freeman? Uh, He's not that well. (laughs) And it's hard to help him because he's kind of shut down, you know? Tell him that we all love him. Yes. Yes, please. I don't think he'll he'll care. That's how bad he is right now, okay? I hate to say that. But um, he can't. You know, we still love him. <laughs> we'll love him anyway, right? Yes. Okay. Hey, great job, Wynn. Thank you very much. Great presentation and a wonderful song here at the end. You can mute it, Ben. I cannot unmute you. All right. I will open the lines, and we will go over to our whole planet healing conference call. If you're listening in here online through BBS Radio, on the phone lines are going to hang up and call into our daily conference call number for the whole planet healing session and bbs will call in as well so you have the opportunity to listen the next hour here on the same station from bbs to our daily whole planet healing call when you're still muted um i thank you all very much unmuted Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, well, that's great. All right. We're going to close this off, and I hope to see you at the Whole Planet Healing Gathering. This session is no longer being recorded. Hey, are you ready to take on the world? All right. I I know you I'm are. Hey. I'm gonna mute the phone you ready to take on the world? Okay. Well, I'm gonna take, take you into the world okay. starting now. Muted.
Hello, hello. Hello, hello. You both. Go ahead, Ben. Um, we're, we're recording? Yes, we are. Okay. This is May 3rd, May 23rd, 23rd. 2022. And this is Whole Planet Healing. Or that's what we call it. And, um, you know, if I tell you what this call is, you won't believe it. So you have to keep checking in, just as I did. I couldn't believe it. You know, we live in this realm on the earth, and we feel pretty isolated, usually, um, from worlds in higher dimensions. And you can hear about it and you say, is that really true? In my case, I had the experience of interdimensional sources communicating with me. And they weren't just any interdimensional sources. They said, remember I said you won't believe this. They said there was a group soul that created the universe. I didn't believe them. It took me a long time, a few years, to say, my God, they really are who they say they are. So if you're listening to this call on BBS, um, just be open-minded. And I turn it over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. And uh, welcome to everyone on our call tonight. And uh, we include our BBS radio family of listeners. And we love sharing our call with you on Mondays and Wednesdays. So um, I'd like to introduce you if you're new to our call. We think the Whole Planet Healing Call is extra special among the conference calls. And that is because, you know, the sources that Wynn just referred to, well, these are the same sources that have indicated that they are paying attention to our efforts to heal the planet as well as associated issues that concern us, and that they will add their energy to our efforts as long as the principle of the highest and greatest good for all is observed. Now, those of us who come into the call see this call as an opportunity to be of service every evening, and it's so valuable to have all of you here tonight because there is strength in numbers when doing this positive work. So get comfortable, push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted 
for the highest and greatest good of all concerns. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, both Winfrey and Terry Brown are here with us this evening and every evening. And uh, let's see what they would like to share with us tonight. Win. Thank you. Um, Terry is sleeping right now, and she's been resting today. We had a big day, um, a big health day for her. And um, I'll just say that uh, I'm doing this because I've seen it work. I've seen how it works. And if you're listening, and you, this is the first time you've heard us, <clears throat> this is an opportunity to speed up your evolution. It's the only way I can describe it. <clears throat> and according to our communications, and actually, according to many people who write about spiritual and metaphysical things, every human is eternal. <clears throat> and that means our soul, we should say our soul is eternal, obviously not our body. <clears throat> and when we die, <clears throat> we will eventually have another body and have another life. And we have the same soul, but our conscious mind can't remember anything. But if you start to study yourself, you'll see your patterns are connected with things you did in the past. And um, on this call every night, Bonnie reads a little excerpt from one of our sessions, most of which were done publicly on BBS radio. And they said more than once, 
that they were paying attention energetically to everyone on the call. And we've had quite a bit of phenomena indicating that they were. And I'll just give one. Somebody who's a regular on our call now was living in Taos, New Mexico. And he heard them say that. And he thought in his mind, if you're, if you can hear me, would you answer this question? And the next thing they did was answer his questions, his question. And, um, and then he moved to Sedona from Taos. He knew that it was real. In any case, that's all I'm going to say. Just pay close attention. I hope you come back more than once to get the flavor, the energy, the frequency of what we're doing. And I turn it back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn, and uh, blessings to Terry. And although we didn't get to hear her, one of her stories tonight, um, guess what? You can go to the spiritchannel.net where you can listen to Terry uh, for days and days and days because she did the majority of the channel's messages that are archived on the Spirit Channel. And there are a couple thousand to choose from. And uh, on this call, of course, you can't plow through all of those right away. But on this call, every evening, as Wynn mentioned, we have Bonnie from Corona, California. And Bonnie's familiar with these channeled messages. And we have the benefit of hearing one of the messages or something from a compatible resource read to us every evening. So, Bonnie, what can we look forward to tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, we are going to read from a Wednesday night call that took place on the 9th of February, 2011. And after Wynn called in the light, we have a greeting from Ra'an through Terry. And I just want to remind you guys that it doesn't matter if you are on the call live or if you're listening to the replay or listening to me read the transcript, their energy is embedded in between the words. So see if you can catch that very high vibration that comes in. So we're going to hear from Ra'an through Terry. We are with you this day of February 9th, 2011, planet Earth. We beam in from the higher realms. This is Ra'an. We send love light to each and every person on the line. It brings us joy to see such kind of life and each individual living and aware and reaching out in the third density. We are aware of each and every one of you and send you love. And we are available to bring whatever information or answers to you. And we caution you that if the answer does not resonate with you, 
discard it as it is not for you then at that time. Also, when we bring answers, they are answers to the specific question for the specific individual. So if an answer or part of an answer resonates with you, take it for your growth or whatever growth you can get from it or information. However, if it does not resonate with you, don't worry about it as it is not meant for you and it may have no bearing upon your situation at that time. Do you have questions? And so when then is going to read a question that somebody has submitted. I'm sorry, I'm kind of scrolling down here. Okay, so the question that someone had submitted and they ask, after a person dies here on earth, will they have a harder time reincarnating if they do not believe in such a concept at the time of death? In other words, does the state of mind or the belief system of an individual determine how they spend their existence in the afterlife? For example, if they believe that the afterlife is a giant church with choirs singing, is that what they will find when they leave this realm? And Ra'an through Terry gives us an answer. We picture from individuals who pass over and are expecting choirs and singing. There are probably many concepts for individuals passing over that vary from individual to individual. What an individual expects does hook that individual up with synchronicities, particularly at the time of death, that propel them into situations that are attempting to match their expectations. However, there is the reality and the crossing over that matches the situation of passing over and a number of things that are available to them. So in the passing, there are many expectations. If a person has a truly open heart, then they can not only have their own idea of what will happen, but they can also be open to situations available to them in the passing and they can receive the love of the angels and they can receive the love and give the love from their open heart that will match them up to a truly beautiful passing and a connection and openness towards relatives and friends that are reaching out to them in the angelic realm, which can help them pass through in a phrase that may be a cliche, 
the pearly gates, which are the portals to the higher realms, and to be received with love and to receive the healing that is available to them to heal them from their earthly traumas. When an individual has a closed heart and is not open for receiving of the love available to them, then they may keep within their mental framework and miss the opportunity and stay in the realm, still attempting to move through the situation that they were in at their death. For instance, if they were a landowner and their attention was on collecting the rent and working within the complex that they owned, they may miss the opportunity of the love available to them and keep in the realm and become a ghost attempting to continue in this realm. This becomes difficult as people do not see them any longer and people do not answer when they speak and they do not translate to the higher realm where people can love them, people can hear them, people can respond to them and give them what is needed for their healing and their rebirth into their new situation in the higher realm. That is our answer. And I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And um, I love that you occasionally remind us how the energy from the Elohim or Ra, whoever did the original channeling, um, is that energy is embedded in these channeled messages, whether you read a transcript or listen to a replay. So it's always a good thing to keep in mind when you go to the Spirit Channel. Now, next on our call, we join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And Jennifer researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. And we do this because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events. And they've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So let's join Jennifer as she guides us to each area of activity and let's radiate that calming frequency to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Hello, Jennifer. I'm sorry. I was muted. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Tonight we begin our journey. We're going to look at all the activities seismically tonight. And we want to invite our sources, of course, to accompany us and also Mother, Mother Earth. Um, these entities can increase our intent for calming. The first place we look at is the big island of Hawaii, and there was low level, 2.1 was the largest there, and 
They had a relatively calm day. There was some activity around where the lava flows are at Pahala. And there was one under two at Kilauea. And then there were two under two at Mauna Loa. And that was the extent today of all the activity. So let's send them additional calming for tomorrow. And also to what we can't see, the fractures, fault lines, the hot spots, anything that affects the island, and especially all those volcanoes, lots and lots and lots of volcanoes in the sea. Now we're going to head southward, and we did not have any activity um, that was large enough to speak of on the islands of New Zealand. But as we move up the trench, the Kermadec Trench, we come um, to Fiji. We had a 4.8 there. Tonga, 5.1. And then we move across westwardly. Uh, Loyalty Islands had a 4.9. And Vanuatu, which is in, on the same um, fault line, as the loyalty, loyalty Islands, they had a 5.7. And then moving westward to Papua New Guinea, we had a 5.2. Continuing west to Indonesia, uh, 4.9 was the largest I was able to find there today. So that's really a good day for them. And then we come up to um, the, the Philippines, there was a 4.4, and if you look east from the Philippines are the Mariana Islands, and we did have a 5.4 there today. Back over to the west, we come up to Japan, where we had a 5.5 and some other assorted, <clears throat> assorted activity that was less than that. And moving along the trench line, um, we come up to the Kuril Islands, uh, which are part of Russia, and we had a 4.3 there. Now we're going to head eastward across the Aleutian Trench. And today, Alaska is still fairly calm for what is happening in uh, Indonesia. There was a 4.4 out on Adak Island, which is out on the Aleutian. And a 3.2 on the main mainland, and also in the Cook Strait, which is a little bit south of Anchorage, we did have 4.2 there. All the other activity was considerably less. Moving south through Canada, nothing reported. We just send them calm. Um, I do see there was a 1.9 uh, on Vancouver Island. That's not even worth reporting, really. And then moving down into Washington, not a lot of seismic activity, but Mount Rainier today is rumbling. So let's then calm also to Mount St. Helens as well, because these two volcanoes seem, if one is rumbling, the other one's quiet. And we know they're talking to each other. <laughs> we move down into Oregon, and we have a 2.2 at Carleton. We hardly ever. Um, announced their, their activities there. Moving down south into California, not a lot going on there. It was a relatively quiet day. We have the Geysers region that's always busy. Andres Falls, <clears throat> all the way down to Southern California, 
And on the eastern side of the state, we had uh, the Walker area, Long Valley Caldera, and Ridgecrest. These were all low-level rumbles. Now, before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention Stanley, Idaho. We have 3.4 there today. And also West Yellowstone. They're very low-level, but there is activity. There is lava moving under under here. And then we're going to move right down into Mexico. We had a 4.9. Continuing South El Salvador, we had a 4.2. Costa Rica, 4.8. And on the other side of the plate, um, the Caribbean plate, we had a 4.6 at Anguilla. Anguilla that is. And that's one of the leeward islands. And then we're going to move back over to South America. We had a 4.7 at Ecuador in the sea and a 4.4 in Bolivia. And that was the that was all there was really in South America today. So we send additional calm and move along to the southern tip of South America. We're going to head east over to the South Cambridge Islands. And we had three fives there today. It was a 5.5, a 5.3, and a 5.0. And we know that that area there is under great pressure. So we send them additional calming and move up the mid-Atlantic ridge to Iceland. Iceland is rumbling, and today the largest I found there was 3.5. They are looking forward to a possible new eruption there. So let us just send calming that they're in an area where it could possibly um, damage a town. So we just want to send calming energies that if it has to erupt, it erupts someplace home where there are no people. And then we're going to quickly skip across Europe because everything across Europe was three. Italy, Croatia, Romania, Greece, Turkey, Lebanon, and Iran. And then in southern Iran, we had a 5.3, and that was really all there was. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. 5.3, that was southern eastern Iran. And then moving over to China, we had a 4.2 and a 4.0 in Myanmar. And then that brings us back to Indonesia. I'd like to thank everybody for participating, and I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, as you know, there's a lot going on in our world that has us very concerned. So in a few moments, Wynn will take us on his guided visualization where he will address many of those other issues that uh, we're checking out. So right now, though, the phone lines are being unmuted and you are invited to have this opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I would like to thank everyone for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. 
I would like to put in to our like, assistance for our beautiful mother to overcome all the weather challenges that the wind, uh, uh, she's assisted in uh, uh, taming the wind, uh, imbalanced uh, the temperatures, is uh, removed and erased, and everything uh, that is causing this is uh, healed and removed. I would like to ask for assistance for um, uh, other uh, areas, uh, assuming family, abode, and fauna, all the sentient beings at all times and every way. Full assistance for maintenance of the world peace. Um, uh, I think that doesn't get any higher than that in priorities. I would like to ask for a full protection for our children and animals in every way and every place at all times for the highest and greatest good of all concern. Thank you so very much. Tom, Tom and Samuel, they support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, and for the movie 2000 Mules. Thank you. This is Morning Sky in Ashland, Oregon. I would like to put Terry in the light, put her lungs in the light, and her whole body for complete and perfect healing. And I would like to put Wynn in the light for his strength to do all the things he's doing for the planet and for all the rest of us, and taking care of Terry also. Mike Lindell, I would like to put him in the light to overcome his dishonesty and his thievery and crookedness that he finds within himself honesty and truth. Thank you very much. Bye. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I'd like to put the human race into the light, and I ask for the assistance of the Elohim in opening the eyes of every human to the reality of the forces and powers on this planet that have been working to destroy our freedom and our well-being. And please give everyone the clarity of vision without fear. Give every human the courage to speak up, speak the truth that he or she knows, and spread awareness, spread truth, spread unity, Spread love. Help us defeat the oppression of darkness with the light. Thank you. Anyone else before Jennifer uh, goes over the healing list? All right, then, Jennifer, please go ahead. Thank you. Hi. Um, I would like to put everybody on this call on our healing list. Even though I don't have all your names, the Elohim know who we are. And I would also like to extend this, of course, to our BBS listeners. You're a very important part of our calls. And I do have a list of names that I want to bring up. Uh, Cecil and Betty, they're struggling with about three different things, four different things going on there. And they really need our love, our love light. And also their daughter, Jill who has had some eye issues, and also Lauren in Washington, Joe T. in Washington, Tom in San Jose, Jackie, our dear moderator, in Julian. She needs a big, big, giant kick of love, light, heal, healing. Let's all send it to her. Antonio Jr., Antonio Sr., and Abby in California, Maxalina in California, Morning Sky in Oregon, and Kathleen in Vermont, healing from her head injury. And also our dear Wynn and Terry, 
Terry, we send you lots of love light, honey, and you get lots of sleep because you're healing. Mm-hmm. And for Wynn to keep up this work and continue this, so important to the world. And we send you lots of love light, Wynn. And I'd just like to express my gratitude for this call and each and every person on it. Thank you very much. Muted. When game you start Here we go. This is when, and you know, the people that come onto the calls regularly and grasp what they're doing, give it a huge amount of credit. And I don't like to do that, although I do. I can step back from myself and look at it and see what it is. It's like we're bringing through a body of knowledge and connection with the other side. This never happened before in, in this realm. So it's like religion without the religion, without the beliefs, without the, um, um, how would I say it? You know, religion does a lot of good things, but in my opinion, from my observation, there's things within religion which mislead people. And, you know, what we're doing, you don't have to believe on faith. Just have to pay attention. Watch what happens. Be curious, and and then see how it impacts you. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do a scan of planet Earth, and our sources are scanning with us, as well as all of you on the line, and. The idea is that by adding energy to circumstances that could be detrimental for ourselves and our planet, adding positive energy, we have the potential to change outcomes. So on that note, we have a group energy We're going to surround our planet with that energy. And now we are going to rebroadcast the energy of the universe through our position to the surface of the earth. Asking to uplift the vibration of earth wherever it can be lifted. And we take some separate focuses here. We have the humans who are service to others. We have the children and the young people who have sensitivity to the energies but don't have wisdom or discernment. We ask that as they get older, they get that and they can see what's going on on our planet. 
We go to the animals and the pets, and pets that help their owners keep their chakras open, their hearts open. And we send energy to reinforce this connection. We go to the plant life, the plants that receive the energy from the higher realms, move it through their bodies, through their roots, into the earth, and we thank the plants for adding to the vibrations of the higher realms that are present on this planet. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals. And they can very powerfully hold energy in their own matrices, and they do. As those of you who ever stood and stared at a mountain and felt the majesty of that energy radiating towards you, we go to the Insects who are part of the balance of nature, like the bees, and we send them this energy for the endurance of their species. We go to the fish and the sea life, the dolphins and the whales. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the Earth and the Earth's energy field, which is as big as the entire interior of the planet and extends through the surface of the planet so that all life on Earth is contained within her energy field. And the Earth can suffer because she has to process so much. And we're just going to send healing light to the earth and ask to relieve some of her suffering. We go to the energy waves that travel through the planet that terminate in potential earthquakes, and volcanoes. And we just send calm energy. We now go to the surface of the planet, and we're going to do more work on earthquakes and volcanoes. And we're doing the focus on the events that might happen in the future. Jennifer did the events that happened in the last 24 hours. So we go to the first earthquake zone, the most volatile, called the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. And we're sending a column of light down that cuts from one side of the Ring of Fire 
to the other. That extends from Asia and Australia to North America, Central America, and South America, and as far north as Alaska. And we just see rays of calm coming down on this entire area. We go to the mid-Atlantic, um, the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter down through the ground, bringing calm energy to all the potentials in this area. We now go to the Mid-Atlantic Fault Line, which stretches from the North Pole through Iceland. Down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, as far south as the tip of South America. And we see a column of light extending the full length of this faulted area, thousands of miles, penetrating through the water, into the ground underneath the water, and bringing calm energy to all potential earthquakes and volcanoes in the area. We ask our sources to help us locate those earthquakes and volcanoes anywhere else on our planet and send this calm energy. And we ask that any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth is releasing stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on planet Earth, starting out with the coronavirus and its mutations. And we ask it be rendered harmless. We go to all of the other pathogens that are contagious, that are or may be released on this planet, and if they can be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans, and we ask that they be strengthened. We go to the toxins and vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We go to all of the plans and plots in effect on our planet right now 
that are not operating on the highest good of all concerned platform. Agendas that are designed to harm people. We ask that there be obstacles in the fulfillment of these agendas. And we ask for the awareness of more people about it and being able to tell the difference between things that are true and things that are fake news. We ask for awareness of the people on our planet to the positive intelligences in higher realms that have the ability to help us But because they honor free will, we have to ask for their help, which is why we're doing this call. We go to the people who suffer, and we send the Christ energy as a handhold to lift them above their suffering. We go to droughts, and we ask for rain in all those areas, particularly populated areas, areas where animals are drinking, for ongoing rain to fill the reservoirs. We go to the governments of our planet. We ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe. Benevolence, compassion, courage, wisdom, integrity, and ethics. And we go to those countries that are adversarial with each other and ask for peaceful resolution of their issues. We go to the Ukraine and Russia, and we send energy of peace and resolution for this war that's going on right now. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons. We ask for transmutation of all toxic substances in our environment. Anything in food, air, water, our medicine to be transmuted. We finally 
we're going to bring this energy back to ourselves. We see the love light energy of the universe going through the galaxies, the Milky Way, the solar system, and finally landing on our personal rooftop. Where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through it. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home, transmuting any negativity, lifting the vibration, turning our home into a sacred place. We invite this energy to run down the outer walls of our home, insulating us from negative vibrations in the world. And finally, we bring this energy into our body, activating our chakras, and lifting and expanding our energy, healing us. And we remind you that you are each an aspect of the one infinite creator, temporarily experiencing this physical realm. And we are going to end the verbal part of this call Leave the telephone lines open for as long as you'd like to stay on and hold this energy. And anyone who's listening that wants more information about our work, you can go to www.thespiritchannel.net. We thank everybody who's listening and supporting us. And we thank BBS for keeping us on the air. And on that note, we'll see you next time.